Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Saturday, January 13th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Zach Urban, ready to break down the Saturday NHL card, and it's not your average Saturday. Well, it's a big Saturday card every week, but this this is different. All 32 Saturday here in NHL action is in all 32 teams on the ice in action today, 16 games. And as, of course, our tradition, we'll break down each and every game right here on the show today. Before we get into today's card, uh, let's look back briefly on last night, and I'll just be quick, and then we want to talk actually a little Chicago Bulls Jerry Krause situation that happened last night as well. Yeah. Uh, but just on the um, games last night, uh, it ended up being a profitable night. And at the very beginning, it was like, wow, scoreless into the second period with the Predators and the Stars as another first period under goes by the way, first period over, I should say, goes by the wayside with the Stars. But uh, I know Alex jumped on a live over. Uh, I had the full game over pregame, and I didn't jump on a live over, and I should have. I just said, you know what? I'm still going to hold out faith. We can come all the way back at the over six and a half. And that's exactly what happened. It just exploded. The goals came fast and furious. Kevin Lankinen realized he was Kevin Lankinen the later the game went on, even though he started the game pretty well. Although, to be honest, Dallas didn't really shoot the puck enough early in the game. Then when they finally started to get those chances, the pucks went in. We said on the show yesterday, Jake Ottinger's p- potential return, which did indeed end up happening for Dallas, didn't really concern me with uh, back in the overs in that game because I figured he wouldn't be at his best, not in his best form, not sharp, and he really wasn't. Uh, and it really, it's a, it's becoming a little bit of a milder concern right now for Dallas Stars fans and certainly management, the coaching staff. It's not like uh, Jake Ottinger was playing phenomenal hockey in between the pipes before his injury. So uh, all of a sudden, some concerns there. As Kevin in the chat says, great uh, to point that out. Dallas with 11 straight overs uh, at home uh, after last night. And Nashville gets the uh, victory 6-3 uh, to three over the uh, Dallas Stars last night in that game. Um, Dallas still having some consistency issues, particularly at the defensive end. And uh, we'll see if uh, Jake Ottinger can get back into form. Now, Part of me said he was going to struggle last night because, A, he struggled before the injury, and, B, because he's been off so long. I mean, it's just difficult, you know, with the rust factor to be on your game. But uh, at the end of the day, he wasn't great. We'll see if he can turn it around. And then we had Philly and Minnesota. Beautiful result for me. Uh, The draw, a best bet, a rare draw best bet for me at plus 340 with the Flyers in the wild last night. Uh, Phenomenal hit there. Uh, and I even had a smaller sh- uh, bet with the Flyers last night at minus 105, and the Flyers come back from 3-1 deficit to win uh, in overtime 4-3. Another point for Jamie Drysdale, by the way, last night in the second game with the Flyers, and just terrific resolve from the Flyers. That game looked like it was getting away from them at 3-1 Minnesota early in the third period. To come back and win that game, great job uh, by the Flyers. Uh, to find a way to get two points there when it wasn't looking good. And for the while, between the blown lead and there was a bit of a non-call that probably was a suspect non-call, if you will, in overtime. I've seen worse, but you could make a case there should have been a penalty there possibly. But between that and the call that was not made in overtime, that is a brutal, and I mean brutal loss for the Minnesota Wild, a team that can't afford it, you know, when they're already several points out of the wild card right now. So, 
terrible loss uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. And uh, like I said, I think they're getting closer to sell mode right now. Alex, thoughts on last night? Yeah, uh, definitely. Like you said, you, you know, this is a, a wild team that does not look like a contender at all. But it was a, a great contest, back and forth battle, and uh, you know, nice to see another draw cashing. Uh, like I said, you had it as, as the best bet, so kudos mm-hmm. to you. Uh, and we, we, you know, looked like it was going to be, you know, at one point we could be seeing both games uh, finish in regulation, but then we, you know, saw the, you know, get back and forth pace. And like I said, these are those kind of styles and matchups that make up draw season. We're going to talk about this ad nauseum for the next two months because we're going to continue to see it for the next two to three months. Uh, you know, you, you have those close division games. You have teams that are in opposite conferences where. Okay, it's not so much an opus on beating them so much as we what we got to do for our game. You know, like we talked about these teams that are going on these long road trips, these teams that are, you know, kind of just fighting through the dog days of the season. They're all about surviving at their own pace, getting the points that they need, uh, finding ways to win in, in, in close games. You know, and you look at, the, you know, that game with Dallas, it was uh, Dallas and Nashville. That's one of those contests where, you know, you're going to look back and see, man, you know, we, we missed an opportunity. If you're, you know, a couple of points out of having a home ice, you're a couple of points of missing, you know, being in the playoffs or missing the playoffs, those are the kind of games that will kind of stick with you. We'll see a lot of those matchups pop up, uh, like I said, from now all the way until the last day of the regular season. And it's going to make for, for some exciting hockey and it's going to make for some great betting advantage as well. Uh, it will. Uh, Zach, uh, did you see a second of hockey last night? Probably not a not. second. Not a second. I'm no, not a no, Friday night hockey now. guy. I went out for dinner last night with the family. Uh, spent some gift cards from Christmas. So, yeah, I didn't watch any hockey. No, that's all right. Uh, I'm sure you'll make up for that a little bit. And then some today with this uh, Saturday. Absolutely. Card. That was a good night to skip. You know, to be honest with you, I was tempted not to watch any of those damn games. Yeah, I did a little bit of box <laughs> score watching. Uh, I didn't notice uh, Philly made the comeback until the game was well well finished so that was kind of nice to see they seem to be going in a decent direction so i've been uh, enjoying tortorella's uh interviews and stuff as of late but always yep. but there's been a little bit more in it lately so that's always nice so i saw that one uh i can't remember the player but one of the guys when they were playing in minnesota and he was scratching him bobby and, brink uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah bobby brink and he was like this is the nhl the national hockey league like and this and that i thought <laughs> it was pretty funny so yeah I mean, that's torts. Yeah. I mean, you got to you got to be playing well to get in the lineup. He doesn't care yeah. if the guy's going back home or if he's got family in the building or whatever the case may be. If you're not playing well right now and he doesn't think it suits him and the team well to put Bobby Brink in against this particular opponent, he's not putting him in. Simple yeah, as that. Absolutely. But here, but okay, but here's the thing though. Nick Delorier, and granted, he did get into a fight last night. Was Nick yeah. Delorier really the moving <clears throat> needle to them winning that game? As yeah. Playing Bobby Brink, really. Well, to be honest, I think when they fought, like Philly didn't get off to a great start in that game, and then they fought Maroon and kind of like got them a little back into it mentally. Uh, got the, they had a couple good shifts after that fight, uh, which was How a great was fight. That fight? Anyway. It was pretty yeah, it was good. good. It was a good fight. It was actually a good fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was. I mean, Deloria, Deloria is the heavyweight champ in the league, essentially. Yeah, so. yeah for sure. Deloria got the better of Maroon, and that's not easy. Maroon's yeah. a big, big, he's called the big rig for a reason. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think he's falling off a little bit each and every yeah. game, but and, yeah, and I, you know, I, I Delorean, that. Yeah, you know, so no, he probably Maroon. had he probably felt like he had to fight in that game too, knowing that he was the guy that was going to be coming in with all the you know everybody on on the radio and TV that day talking about Brink being scratched. I'm sure he probably felt like, hey, if I'm going to be in the lineup taking a, a spot of this guy, I really need to step up and do something, and maybe that's why uh, you know more incentive of him getting into that fight and kind of sparking his team. Yeah, I think there's truth to that. 
Now, this is not we usually keep it to hockey, but we do want to bring up something that happened NBA wise yeah. last night. It was obviously Ring of Honor night for the Bulls, the 90s Bulls in particular, those championship teams. And of course, the architect of those teams was Jerry Krause, the GM, who's actually been uh, deceased for quite some time now. Uh, so obviously, the time came, you know, they had Kerr, Phil Jackson. Uh, they had all the great old Bulls yeah. from those teams. Michael Jordan was not there, by the way, but they had a video. Uh, that he said, that, you know, obviously they had a video thing with him uh, involved, but he was not there uh, for the uh, event. But Jerry Krause was mentioned and obviously is the GM. Now, everyone that's watched The Last Dance and was a Bulls fan in that era knows that, yes, he put the team together uh, and certainly had a big part in those six teams winning, but he also destroyed it. He took a sledgehammer and annihilated the thing in, in the 98 season, the last dance season breaking it up possibly prematurely. I mean, there's still a thought and belief to for me from, you know, I watched so many Bulls games, NBA on NBC. I couldn't wait to watch the Bulls on the NBA on NBC uh, back in those days with the great theme song uh, and uh, Hannah Storm and Ahmad Rashad and uh, Bob Costas and Marv Albert and Matt Gukas. And uh, way back in the early days of the, that Bulls run, uh, Mike Fratello. Uh, I mean, my goodness, I still remember those great days and those great broadcasts yep. and the Bulls were on NBC all the time because the yeah, Bulls were just a national TV dynamo uh, back in the Michael Jordan era. And I still believe that with that team winning the six championships, if Jerry Krause hadn't gone overboard to break the thing up, they could have had another one or two championship runs. And I'm not saying they would have Definitely. because you had Kobe Lakers, the Shaq Lakers and all that come on the rise. And you had some other pretty good team. You had the Spurs starting to come to the forefront with Duncan and Robinson. Um, but they would have been in the mix. You better believe it. You would have kept that group together. They're absolutely, at the very least, contenders again to win another championship. But we'll never know. Because Jerry Cross was just bound and determined to break it up. And obviously, people have every right to be livid with the way he treated Phil, the way he treated you know Scotty, MJ. You go on down the list. They have every right to be pissed. So I understand why Bulls fans to this day are angry with what Jerry Krause did at the end. I'm torn on the, what happened last night with booing him. A, the man is dead. B, his widowed wife is in attendance there, sitting there uh, when uh, that happens, when that moment when Jerry Krause is honored and she has to hear the boos and you can see she was obviously upset by it, uh, brought to tears. And so I get it. I understand the reasons to be pissed at Jerry. If you're a Bulls fan, you have reasons. And I, I, I agree with those reasons to be angry, but I'm not sure last night was the night <clears throat> to be booing him because a, he was dead. Now it, it, it's not just that he was, if he was dead and Mrs. Krause was not there and you booed, I'd have a little less problem with it, but you've got her there. I mean, my goodness, it's just such a tough scene with Thelma Krause there. His late, his wife in the building there, to, to, to hear those boos about her now deceased husband. It's, it was tough. It was tough to see it. And I get the reasons for hating the guy, the guy or being pissed with him. I totally get it from a Bulls fan standpoint, but time and place, time and place. That's the way I see it. Alex, what did you think? Obviously, everyone's talking about it because it was just such a, such a, a, a unique moment. Let me put it like that. Yeah, it, it is. And, and it, it was interesting. I was stunned to see how quick, and how large the response was to this because, and the reason why we're even talking about it now on the show is because we're going to tie it back into hockey. This happened in this building years ago, 14 years ago to be exact. I was in the United Center the night that they honored the death of Bill Wirtz, and there were plenty of boos. And you can find that video still uh, there, unedited, and, and, and uh, you know, for all to see on YouTube. 
you, there was not nearly as much backlash as it was during the game of uh, this Bulls game at halftime. I'm seeing this left and right on my Twitter popping up. Everybody was was you know uh, appalled by you know Bulls fans. And listen, like you said, I don't think they realize that this is kind of a read the room moment, even for the Bulls uh, staff and putting this thing together. You have to know that there are people who are going to be upset when you mention the name Jerry Krause. That is going to be for eternity amongst Bulls fans, or at least until the generation of us and everybody older than me are gone. The fact that you didn't put his wife on the screen first in talking about him, you could have squashed this whole thing by saying, hey, this Delma Krause, and then talk about the legacy of Jerry Krause, and that wouldn't that response would not have happened. But because you flip-flopped that around and you all of a sudden just throw up a photo of Jerry Cross the screen, you're going to get booze. If you did that in the middle of a game, you're going to get booze. If you did it before the game, the 5,000 people that would be already in their seats, they would probably be booing. So it was a bad, bad move for the Bulls. It was a bad look for the fans knowing that there would be somebody there. But I thought it was really interesting how there wasn't nearly as much backlash for this when the Hawks fans booed Bill Works. But yet when the Bulls fans booed Jerry Krause, now all of a sudden everything's up where I just find that very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The, they probably should have said we've, and rep, uh, and we. Yeah, they shouldn't have even said and representing Jerry Krause as his wife, or uh, Thelma. Uh, they should have said here is Thelma Krause and just get her name and image right away, immediately, mm-hmm. and say Thelma Krause, wife of late Bulls mm-hmm. GM jerry Krause, and yep. right away get her name <clears> you would have had there. golf claps and, and yeah. then they would have yeah. moved right along there's there's that's a i never thought of that that's a phenomenal point to consider uh there's no question uh that might have changed things no doubt um so yeah just um uh unfortunate is the whole is what i would say about yeah. the whole thing hopefully uh no lack of fortune for us today betting this nhl card on this saturday how about that for a nice little uh, segue. Uh, I, I'm proud of myself. I think that's one of my better <laughs> ones right there. All right, let's get it rolling. We've got 16 games. I'm going to try, and that's not always easy for me, but I'm going to try to be a little shorter with the analysis here today uh, with 16 games on tap. We don't want to be here for four hours, and we're not going to be here for four hours. So uh, let's get into it. We will begin with this is the first Saturday of ABC Hockey Saturday. Uh, making its return to the national TV airwaves. Of course, starting in January last year, we saw a Saturday afternoon hockey on ABC uh, every single week the rest of the regular season. We're getting into that habit now today. Uh, Rangers, Capitals uh, on ABC. Uh, McDonough's back in the mix uh, with Ray Ferraro today for this game with Emily. Uh, We've got Rangers, Capitals, uh, Rangers minus 160, road favorites, six the total uh, here in this game. Um, Rangers, obviously, look, uh, trying to bounce back. That was not a great game from them against the Blues, 5-2, a loss in St. Louis. Uh, so they're kind of, you know, they've got a couple of rough games. You, you start to worry. I start to worry a little about the Rangers. They're only, you know, four and six in their last 10 games. They haven't played great. But here's Washington, three and uh, seven in their last 10. They've lost three of their last four. Uh, they're coming back down to earth dramatically. Uh, a 4-1 loss for them to the red-hot Seattle Kraken. Uh, in their last game, I think the Rangers, it sets up well for them here. Uh, I, I want to keep fading Washington. You know, it's been working lately. Uh, this is a step down in class for the Rangers after some of the recent teams they've played. Uh, so I could see them bouncing back here in this game. The only question is, how do I want to play it? Do I want regulation? Do I want minus one? 
to cut the juice down. Uh, Jonathan Quick, Charlie Lindgren, by the way, confirmed as your starting goaltenders. Now, they might be without Zibanejad again. He was a late scratch against the Blues due to an illness, so we'll see if he plays. But for uh, Washington, it looks like Wilson and Ovechkin, who missed the last game, it's going to go right to probably a few minutes from now when uh, we see if they play. Uh, it hasn't been confirmed yet. We'll know probably when the teams take the ice for the pregame skate in a few moments. But I'm going to go Rangers team total in this one. Uh, that's the way I've decided to go about it for uh, over three and a half plus 115. It's a very good price, uh, plus 115 for that over three and a half with the Rangers. Uh, you look at Washington, too, when they've lost lately, they've given up at least four goals. Seattle scores four. Carolina scores six. Devils score six. You know what I mean? I mean, when you've seen New Washington's five of their last six losses, Washington has allowed at least four goals. So I'm going to go the team total route here uh, with the New York Rangers in this one. Alex, what do you think? Rangers, Capitals. Yeah, I'm just keeping it simple. I bet the draw, I got plus 333 at Caesars yesterday. Uh, one of two games that I bet yesterday because I knew it was going to be a big slate, wanted to have some stuff early. And I will be watching, of course. I'll have it on the TV next to me. So if I do like anything live, I'll mention it. Uh, in the chat and mention it on here. I'm looking kind of at that first period over. Already get a dollar twenty, but I think we can, like I said, wait a couple minutes, try and grab that plus price. I also want to see, like you said, what the lines are looking like, and I want to see kind of the pace of play. We're getting into this uh, second half of the season now, where a lot of teams are going to be playing more day games. These two teams are used to it already, but I just kind of want to just you know analyze and see the pace of how these teams start with these day games. That's something I'll be doing for these Saturdays <clears throat> and Sundays, kind of in the next couple of weeks, looking at how teams get rolling and, and and just their kind of pace of play overall with some of these uh, matinee starts. And Vinny Trocek, you better believe it. Goal, assist, points, whatever you can find on Vincent Trocek right now. Props for the New York Rangers. That guy is on a heater right now. Uh, what do you think here, Zach? Rangers, Capitals. I'm going to keep it easy and just go Rangers uh, regulation, money line. So I think they're going to get a bounce back game. They're coming in here with a three-game losing streak. So hoping that they get a bounce back quicks in net. So go on regulation for the Rangers. And I like it because you're going to get the better price, obviously, than the minus 160. So, uh, and and I know quick is in net. Quick has not been nearly as sharp the last um, few starts. But Washington, if you go and look at Washington stats, not only goals per game, one of the worst in the NHL, all the analytics point to the same thing. Go scoring chances per game. Expected goals for per game. They're still every offensive category. They're at or near the bottom in the NHL. So this is a this is an opportunity for Jonathan Quick. I think maybe to have a good game here. I know he hasn't been nearly on top of his game lately, but uh, I definitely think we could see him uh, bounce back, have a better performance because this Washington team uh, they're near the bottom in a lot of offensive categories. Speaking of near the bottom, we've got San Jose here against Ottawa, who are playing like they're near the bottom right now. Uh, what a dandy here uh, for our second of the three matinee affairs. Uh, Ottawa minus 250 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, it looks like for goaltending, we don't have an Ottawa confirmation, but it will be Mackenzie Blackwood for the uh, San Jose Sharks. I took a piece of San Jose here. I did. I, to me, this is Ottawa off a long road trip. This is Ottawa in dreadful form right now. Um, and say what you will about San Jose uh, for as bad as they are and bad as they can be on a night-in, night-out, game-in, game-out basis. They are off a win that snapped a massive 12-game losing streak. And sometimes when you snap a long losing streak like that, I've said this angle before, you get a little bump from it. And I don't know how long-term it's going to be. They'll go back to losing pretty quickly, I would think. But I think for one game against an Ottawa team that's got zero 
and I mean zero confidence right now, uh, San Jose's got at least a puncher's chance in this game, and that's all I need here at plus, uh, again, 200 is what we're looking at. I got upwards of plus 220 uh, at Pinnacle uh, with this San Jose money line. It's not a significant stance for me or position, but I just thought uh, minus 250 coming off a very long road trip, struggling like the Ottawa Senators are right now, just absolutely outrageous for them to be laying this kind of price. So, And they actually, San Jose, not last year, but I believe two years ago, they won in Ottawa. So uh, I'm going to take a shot here, San Jose, plus that price um, in this game. Uh, that's about it. I mean, I mean you know what I might, I might do as well, because I was just thinking of this. What's Ottawa's issue been lately? Defense and goaltending. And to me, until they get practice time and they have a few games in a row at home and they get some more extended time to work with Jacques Martin and the coaching staff, to work out these defensive issues, I think they're still going to struggle in that regard. So I'm also I'm going to split the plus 220 bet on San Jose money line with the team total over two and a half for San Jose at minus 110. Because asking any team to score three goals against the Ottawa Senators at the moment doesn't seem like a huge uh, thing to ask uh, at this point in time. So we'll see how it goes. Good point in the chat. Josh Norris out. Shane Pinto is back skating with the team, but his, his gambling betting suspension is not over yet. Uh, he's still a couple of weeks away from returning with that. Uh, he's not back, Alan. He's just skating with the team. His suspension's not uh, done until, I think, a week or two from now. But he's closing in on a return uh, at the moment. And Corpus Allo is expected. And I'll tell you what, yes, defensively, they're a mess, Ottawa, but Marpasalo hasn't been very good either. He's part of the issue at the moment as well. So I'm going to do a San Jose and team total over split here in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Sharks, Senators. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense historically to back San Jose at this plus price. They've won three of the last four meetings. They so did win a, a meeting at home last year, swept the series two years before that. Um, but I probably won't be doing anything with this game. There's another good game on at the exact same time. That's the one I'll be watching. So I, I'm just oh, yeah. pass for and I know which one you're talking about, uh, and we'll get to that next up. Uh, what do you think here, Zach? San Jose, Ottawa. Yeah, the only thing I really like is the team total for the Sharks. Uh, over two and a half goals, I think you can get minus 140, maybe a little bit better at some other sites there. But it's not the best value, but I feel like that's a pretty good bet in this game, and I don't really know what the outcome is going to be. But I feel like Ottawa is one of the worst teams in the NHL, so it's kind of tough to bet those games for me. Yeah, uh, I can. Uh, there's some truth to that. No question about it. All right, here's the other game at 4 p.m. Eastern that Alex referenced. It's a little bit more of an appealing matchup. The red-hot, surging road warrior Vancouver Canucks uh, taking on the Buffalo Sabres. Vancouver minus 150, a road favorite, six and a half the total in this game. Uh, what a road trip here for the Vancouver Canucks. Not easy for these West Coast teams to go east and not only play, but play well. And the Canucks are managing to do that. Uh, they did have a tough start to the road trip. St. Louis got them into the meat grinder uh, and pulled out a two to one victory over the Canucks when Vancouver started this trip. But then they got to the Eastern Conference part of it, Eastern teams. And here they are four and oh on this Eastern part of the road trip, uh, beating the Devils, beating the Rangers, beating the Islanders. And of course, uh, surviving Pittsburgh, who came back from a three one deficit, tied it. But Vancouver won it in overtime four three uh, to make it a four and oh road trip so far. Um, definitely there's a lot I like here uh, in this game. I'm on uh, both teams to score first period. Uh, that's something I cashed with with the Ottawa-Buffalo game uh, on uh, Thursday night. Uh, we have Demko and Levi as the projected goalies. Neither is confirmed uh, for their respective teams. I'm on Vancouver team total over three and a half again. I mean, they are just uh, on fire at the offensive end of the ice. 
It's not like we consistently trust the Buffalo Sabres to shut the door night in and night out. You look at Vancouver, the four wins on this Eastern road trip, six, six, five, and four. I mean, they've been absolutely lighting it up in the four victories that they've had uh, on this road trip. I was on a Vancouver team total against Pittsburgh, split with the Canucks money line, and also over six and a half. That's another thing to point out. 4-0 and on this eastern part of the road trip for the Vancouver Canucks. All four games have gone over the total. And here's Buffalo again. We've talked about this. They've only strung two wins together twice all season. And, of course, they're off that 5-3 win against Ottawa. But how much credit do we give Buffalo for beating Ottawa, who just can't get out of their own way right now? I am not taking the money line this time. Minus 150 is just a little too rich for my blood. I'm just going to go team total, over 3.5, minus 116 with the Vancouver Canucks. Both teams to score first period. And thanks to the betting markets doing the work for me, because this total, open seven, it's now had some under money, which I disagree with, dropping it down to six and a half. I'm now going to get in on six and a half here with the uh, over Canucks and Sabres. Uh, Canucks, like I said, four straight overs on this road trip. You look at head-to-head between these two teams as well. Very over-heavy. Uh, six and two to the over in the last eight meetings. And look at these games in Buffalo head-to-head. 5-4 Canucks, 5-2 Sabres, 6-3 Canucks. Lots of goals in Buffalo when these teams meet head-to-head. So over 6.5, thanks to the betting markets for dropping this goal, uh, this total from 7 to 6.5 for me. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Canucks, Sabres? Yeah, I too am appreciative of the betting markets dropping this down because now with the 6.5 floating around at 125 or 130, that gives us the opportunity to look for a 5.5 in-game at minus 125 or 130, which is what I'll be doing. But uh, it's a good move, Ian, to stay away from Vancouver as far as money line goes because I think they lose this game today. Uh, and, and talking with a fellow colleague, shout out to So Money on uh, Edge Work, who's a huge Canucks fan, and he kind of pointed this out. It's a very long road trip. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it, they're due to lay an egg at some point. And what spot better than against a weaker team, early start <clears> time, kind of an uh, you know, odd body clock kind of a game. And we've seen Buffalo play well in these games. We saw Buffalo shut out Colorado at home in one of these On games. a weekend afternoon game. game. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So so this is a spot where I think we can trust Buffalo here at a plus price. That's something I haven't been able to say a whole lot this year, especially, as I said, coming off of wins. But I think they get their longest win streak of the season. Give me Buffalo plus 130 and give me the over in game. All right. Well, he's got guts. Because as we've said, the Sabres team stringing wins together, it's been <clears throat> to get that to happen on a consistent basis. Well, we'll see. And I agree. There's going to be are – you, are you just going to roll right through this entire road trip if you're Vancouver without a little hiccup, a little speed bump? Um, you might. That's why I'm on Good. the team total. Because I, I could see I – could, I could easily see 5-4 Sabres here uh, in this game. And the team total for Vancouver still gets there. And it did – the well, no, actually, the last meeting in Buffalo – Last year in November was 5-4 Canucks. So the Canucks did win the game uh, there. And that's another thing, too, why I like the team total. When Vancouver uh, beats Buffalo, they're scoring goals. 5-6-6-4. I mean, every Canuck win against the Sabres over the years, they've scored at least four goals. So uh, that's why I like the team total. But I understand the concerns about the situationals here. It's a long road trip. You're just going to keep on rolling here if you're Vancouver. Well, They are the better team, but. Uh, at some point, usually when you've been on the road and traveling this long, this many different spots, although it does help them, I think, that the New York Rangers, Islanders, Devils trio was in the same vicinity 
not you don't have to travel too much for those three. And then you went to Pittsburgh. And really you're only making massive travel change from the New York trio to Pittsburgh and then Pittsburgh to Buffalo. So we'll see how it goes for them tonight, the Canucks, with that. It'll be interesting to see, too, with Vancouver. I'm sure they're probably going to have to wait out whatever storm is going on in Buffalo. Of course, as you mentioned, you know, Buffalo having to rearrange even the uh, NFL playoff game. So that would be kind of an interesting thing to see, too, with them being on this long road trip. Now they're stuck in the East Coast with the crazy weather. Keep an eye and see, you know, we talk about how, you know, weather can't affect an indoor game, but these teams got to get places. So if you got teams, I was looking at this in college basketball yesterday, teams that were waiting forever to try to travel to certain places. So that happens with the NBA. That happens with the NHL too. Definitely check Twitter, check beat writers and see, you find out some teams been, you know, waiting around to fly. They've been sitting in a plane idle for two or three hours late at night. That can make a big difference in a handicap. Yeah, definitely. And this is, yeah, uh, that's what we talked about yesterday. I remember I, we talked about this, I think on Thursday when Matty Robinson joined us, that situations versus current form, current form is Vancouver. There's no question, but this is a, this is a dicey situation because this is a long travel. Now this is a lot. This is the back end of the road. You're on the back nine. Now to steal a golf term. If you're Vancouver on this road trip, you've only got Columbus next up on Monday. uh, And then you're finally going back home after that. So, We'll see. That's definitely a concerning spot. Like if they were to win today, I'd be really deathly concerned about the Columbus game. Oh, because yeah. Because that's the tail end of just this brilliant road trip. And then you finally get back to Van City after that. And they're going to be laying a much bigger number, obviously. And, and you could even yeah. add another wrinkle if they uh, face Spencer Martin in that game, too. There you go. Not that he's great, but he's yeah. going to be amped up to old play team. the Canucks. It's an old mm-hmm. team. And you know they'll probably give him that start. Uh, no mm-hmm. question. Uh, what do you think here, Zach? Vancouver, Buffalo. Yeah, I might put a little bit in the draw. Honestly, I feel like it could be a close game. Buffalo and uh, Vancouver are going to come out good. So, yeah, I don't know. Rick Tockett's got those guys right around his finger in a good way. I think so. I don't know what to expect. I don't really have too much confidence on taking either side right now. So that's just kind of leading me to take a little bit on the draw. Maybe even put a little bit on the first period draw as well. There we go. Great stuff. I'm seeing the numbers. 258 live viewers. I I posted the link last night for this massive show with every team in action, hoping we were going to get a huge uh, viewership here. And so far, so good. And look, we're just getting started. and We're already at the over 250. So uh, that is great to see. Hit the like button. We appreciate it uh, very much. Uh, let's go to New Jersey. And, fl- and by the way, I do want to mention we've got Skinner, Jeff Skinner for the uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, currently uh, out for this game. And Tage Thompson's a game-time decision. So keep an eye on that. So could see some uh, changes for uh, Buffalo. Like I said, if both one or both of those guys are out, I would look at Paterka. I would look at Quinn as far as goal props on the uh, Sabres side in this game. All right, Devils-Panthers. Now the rest of the games are evening games. Uh, we've got Florida minus 220, home favorites, uh, six and a half the total in this game. Florida. Not their best, but they find a way. They come back. They beat the L.A. Kings with a buzzer-beater power play goal uh, in overtime. Uh, what a terrific run it's been uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers. Um, they have definitely, in my opinion, affirmed their status as a Stanley Cup contender. That last year was really no fluke, which, look, I, that was in the back of my mind, that maybe they just got red hot last spring, and they can't carry this over into this year. But this has been a run of dominance uh, nine straight wins, 3-2 in overtime against L.A. They did outshoot L.A. 41-33. So, again, they carried the play, and that's been the impressive part. They've carried the play in all these games, destroying Arizona in the stats, You know, owning the game in the puck against Vegas, owning the game in the puck, especially early against Colorado. I mean, on the road, these are impressive Ws from the Florida Panthers. Dominance 
really at both ends of Bobrovsky's playing well. Uh, they're scoring goals in bunches. Why? Because Kachuk, Verhage, Bennett, Reinhardt, and you, everyone's on fire at the same time for the Panthers right now. Um, so I'm not stepping in front of Florida. You guys know that. New Jersey, 4-3 loss in overtime. Frustrating loss. Good effort. I thought the effort was very good for New Jersey, considering they had no Jack Hughes in that game. Andre Palat's still out. Timo Meyer is on IR. And, of course, they've been without Hamilton for a while. Siegenthaler now, key defenseman also on IR. And yet, you know, they were right there with Tampa and just couldn't close the door, and they lose 4-3 uh, in overtime to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in that game. So, uh, for me, it's Florida or nothing, but now we're at the point where, you know, the betting markets are catching up to this dominance for Florida. I mean, minus 220, certainly not the price range that I am looking for uh, with these two teams. This is my first draw sprinkle uh, of the day. Uh, the Devils went to OT, obviously, against Tampa. Florida went to OT against LA. Uh, you look at recent head-to-head meetings, New Jersey, Florida, we've had uh, pretty competitive games. We had a 4-3 Florida win in New Jersey earlier this year where it nearly got to OT, so for me, the draw is really the only thing I'm interested in here in this game. What do you think, Alex? Devils, Panthers. Yeah, I really like this draw. This is one of my favorite on the board. At plus 390 at FanDuel, plus 391 uh, at Pinnacle, plus 375 at Caesars. And these are great prices because there's a couple of draws that I like tonight where we are right at that threshold of plus 300. The books are catching on, as you mentioned, to a lot of different things. So we have to react accordingly. This is one I, I really like. And like I said, looking at some of these kind of conference and division opponents that are battling for spots, New Jersey needs all the points they can they can handle right now. And this Florida team has been rocking and rolling. But so some of these streaks are going to have to come to an end. Maybe this is a kind of tight, dicey game. And we've seen Florida kind of, you know, scratch their way into some overtimes and get the win, uh, pun intended. I think that's one of these games. So give me the draw plus 390. I agree. I think the draw is live here in this one for sure. And I think New Jersey's got a better chance to compete with Florida in this game with Nico Dawes, believe it or not, uh, in that. Like, to be honest with you, I'm not, you know, I'm not a big Tech fan, a Czech fan, uh, of what I've seen yeah. from him this year. And at least with Nico Dawes, you know, he's had some decent starts. He had a tough matchup the last time we saw him in net against Vancouver uh, last weekend. Uh, he's kind of struggled there a bit, but, you know, he's had some good starts before that. So I think uh, an opportunity for, uh, him to have a decent outing and give the Devils a chance here uh, in this uh, game here. As far as props, there's a lot to like. Anyone I mentioned before for Florida, Bennett and Reinhardt and Verhage and Kachuk. I mean, they're just they can't. There's you can't go wrong with any of those props right now. For New Jersey, I'm telling you what, Dawson Mercer stepped up the last game, <clears throat> contributed. Eric Howell is up the lineup now uh, for them, no question about that. And especially Michael McLeod, he has become such a terrific terrific player he looks like he is ready to center that second line with some of these injuries four points and three goals in the last four games for him can't say enough about Michael McLeod uh very little very few talk about him because he's been a depth player most of the time but he has been so important for the Devils and he's playing well right now and he's been a threat to score every game lately uh Zach what do you like in here New Jersey Florida uh, I'm probably just going to watch the game, honestly. I don't know if I'm going to take a side. Uh, maybe get some player props. Reinhardt, anytime goal is probably something to look at. That guy's been on fire. Uh, I don't know what the props are for Barkov, if it's a half point or a full one and a half or not. But I'm looking at player props. Probably going to see how the first period uh, goes out and maybe catch a an over bet live. All right, good stuff. Looking for maybe some live opportunities here is a Zach in this one. and. Uh... 
like I say, it's been an impressive run for those uh, cardiac cats. And uh, like I say, that's what we call them again mm-hmm. after that comeback win. Yeah, I didn't bet Florida, but because someone asked in the chat, there we go. There we go. We'll do a Panther sound for everyone. Everyone loves hearing that. All right, Pittsburgh and Carolina. Uh, Carolina minus 145 home favorites, uh, six and a half being the uh, total uh, here in this game. Um, obviously, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, a valiant effort, I guess, against Vancouver, you can say. They had a really rough start, but they managed to get a point out of that game when it didn't look like it at one time. Uh, and uh, it ended up being a 4-3 win for Vancouver. They fall short in the comeback bid. I will say this, if not for a great, great save with the le- left pad by Thatcher Demko on Sidney Crosby, you know, cr- late in that third period, I mean, definitely it could have been a Pittsburgh win. But nevertheless, uh, Canucks won an OT. Uh, Pittsburgh trying to get on some, you know, some kind of streak, and that's what it's going to take right now. And the Penguins just don't seem to have it in them. They're 20-20. and 20, Exactly 500 for a reason. They just can't put win streaks together. I think their longest win streak of late was three in late December, and they've been kind of in a win-one-lose-one pattern uh, ever since. Now, they are off that 4-3 loss in OT uh, against the uh, Canucks. We'll see if they're able to bounce back here in this one. You know, they did play Carolina twice earlier uh, this season. Carolina 4-2 win here in Raleigh, and Pittsburgh actually got a 2-1 shootout win at home against Carolina. Uh, back on December 21st, right before Christmas. So we'll see if they can uh, beat this Carolina team again. As we know, Kochetkov is out indefinitely in concussion protocol, um, and uh, we don't know his return. It's unknown at this point. We know Freddie Anderson. Uh, I'm willing to bet right now we never see that guy again uh, the rest <laughs> of the season. That guy, uh, that guy heals uh, from injuries like a goddamn snail, uh, Freddie Anderson. So, uh, you know, good luck finding him again. Uh, this year uh, is probably bouncing around some hospital and infirmary ward uh, place to place, trying to heal up whatever's uh, ailing them right now. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, you know what that means. It means anti Ronta is the guy uh, right now for the uh, Carolina hurricanes. And uh, with the season anti Ronta's had, um, you know, ups and downs and injuries and really less than stellar play in net. I mean, he's coming into this game here, struggling all season, really. 3.27 goals against average, 862 save percentage for uh, anti-Ranta coming into uh, this game. That being said, his opponent in net tonight, Tristan Jari, um, he he wasn't great against Buffalo uh, in that game uh, the other night, uh, or his last start, I should say, against Buffalo. Washington, he gives up three goals on seven shots and gets pulled. Uh, in that game, he does end up playing, I guess, okay uh, in relief of um, Alex Nedeljkovic uh, in the game against Vancouver the other night. But, you know, it's not like he's been tearing it up in between the pipes either. So I'm on over six and a half here. And I think both teams to score in the first period, probably a decent look in this game. But um, I think we're back to Carolina overs because the one thing with Carolina is, and I was on these overs a bunch the last time Ronta had to get start in, start out especially to in December. They were an over machine, and they've still gone over three of their last four games. Their offense is humming. I mean, Svechnikov and Ajo are rolling. Burns is chipping in from the blue line. Uh, Stefan Nason uh, is giving them some depth scoring. Jarvis scored the other night. Jack Drury gets a goal uh, the last game for Carolina. So they are having no issues sco- uh, finding the back of the net right now, and I think they'll do so tonight against Pittsburgh, and I think they know they have to score more goals to support a guy that's had a rough season in anti Ronta in that. So I like both teams to score first period over six and a half as well uh, in this game. I'm off a side. Uh, I'm off a side 
in this game. I'd lean Pittsburgh because I'm not really interested in laying a price with Carolina when Ront is in net, but I don't know if I trust Pittsburgh enough. So sticking to the totals, sticking to goals in this game. Uh, Alex, Penguins, Hurricanes. Yeah, so I'm going to get creative and fun with this game. I like the first period over one and a half. You can lay a dollar thirty-five at Caesars. Uh, anything a dollar forty or cheaper, I'm going with that in the first period. I like both teams to score in the first period. I get plus one fifty-six is what I'm seeing at FanDuel. One fifty at yeah, one fifty-two for both teams scoring the first period. Uh, I like the draw here. I grabbed that plus three eighty already, and I like correct score four four. Plus 2,600 at FanDuel, which also lines up with going over that 6.5, which I grabbed at minus ten. So I'm liking goals as well. I like the draw, and I'm taking a little shot here, uh, trying to get, get a big one with a 4-4 correct score here with uh, Penguins and Kings. All right, 4-4 four, four correct score. I, I'm, I'm actually going to add the draw because I'm just looking at the head-to-head. Four of the last eight meetings uh, with the Hurricanes and Penguins have gone past regulation. That's enough for me to pull the trigger with a draw here in this game. Zach, how about you, Pittsburgh, Carolina? I'm liking the over in the game as well, kind of on that. Uh, I think I'm going to kind of watch the first period of this one and kind of see where it's at on each side before I jump on a draw because I kind of want to get on the draw too, but I want to wait till the first, see if Carolina comes out flying, puts it away early or vice versa even. So NHL has been wild in the first period this year, so I've kind of been waiting a little bit lately to do some live in-game bets. Would you would you play something small just to secure a larger price, uh, and then kind of maybe look to you know jump in a little larger with, once you see what you're looking for in game? Yeah, I think I'm gonna just jump on the total before the game, and then yeah, I really just kind of want to see how the first is before I jump on a draw and see how like kind of the play is and if it's tight or if we're opening it up early. Yeah, that's a, that's a good approach. Yeah, and like I say, and that's a thing we always try to mention every now and then. We love to give out pregame bets, but there's going to be those games every now and then you don't have a strong pregame thought. Yeah, and sometimes just you know waiting to see how the game unfolds early will trigger a live bet, and sometimes that's the best option. And and I've always you know recommended this too whenever talking about live plays. There's certain things where yeah, I like a spot like if I like a first or full uh, game over live, but I will grab something at certain times, especially when you're talking about plus prices that can be volatile. You may not look at a, another 380 at any point during the 60 minutes that game is played. So to grab yeah. 380 now, even at the smallest, you, you put you know, point one of your unit on there, and then you can adjust accordingly in that way. Okay, even if you lost a point one unit. Or you win it, even if you didn't see what you wanted to, to make a full unit or half unit or however you wanted to add on. <clears throat> but at least you you were able to grab some of that value in pocket and then not just all of a sudden, oh, well, now I like the draw, but I'm, I can only get 250 or I can only get 220. You know, so it's something that just kind of give yourself a little bumper, you know, even with a few bucks that can go a long way over time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, as far as props go, I mean, this is always a game where Aho and Svechnikov over one and a half points. Like, I think if you keep on rolling back with those two, you're going to split because they're just in on everything right now. Uh, Jarvis, Nason, Nason, you got to look at. Nason's starting to heat up again for Carolina as far as goal scoring is concerned. Uh, definitely agree with that. And then for uh, Pittsburgh, I'd say Ricard Raquel, man. Ricard Raquel's been the nice fit with Crosby and Gensel uh, on that top line. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Funny, a friend of mine always rem- thinks of that old, what is it, fairy tale or that old, children's book or whatever the fuck it was hansel and gensel yeah you're right it, it does kind of remind me of that hansel and gretel of course was the name <laughs> yeah. of it yeah hansel hansel and gensel yeah so yeah it's uh it's actually pretty good uh for those of you that are old enough to remember yeah hansel and gretel <laughs> yeah. Uh, that old book 
All right, next up, we've got uh, Anaheim and uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 250, uh, home favorites, uh, six and a half the uh, total uh, in this one. Um, boy, Anaheim, you look at it uh, right now with what they are going through uh, at this point in time. Tough sledding. Tough sledding is definitely what we would say about them at the moment. Uh, they're banged up. They've got two of their best defensemen, uh, Minchikov. And this Tristan Lunau is going to be a good player, too, and he's out. And they just traded away Jamie Drysdale, of course, who's uh, off to a great start in Philly uh, in two games. So they're shorthanded a little bat in the back end. John Gibson's now day-to-day uh, due to injury. Zegris is still on IR. Max Jones on IR. Uh, the good news is Troy Terry is back. So at least they get a little reinforcement there with him returning. Lucas Dostal confirmed in net. And Vasilevsky, of course, is back in goal tonight for Tampa Bay, uh, as expected. Uh, we'll see how this one goes. I mean, it looked like Anaheim for just a brief moment was starting to play a little bit better, get a little bit healthier uh, with some of their results where they gave Toronto a tough game, Winnipeg a tough game, probably could have beat Detroit, beat Nashville 5-3. Uh, but then they lose 6-3 to three against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes last out um, and back to some defensive issues for them uh, in uh, that game. Uh, we'll see how this one goes. But, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, it's all about focus for them, uh, you know, because if they are on top of their game, they are dialed in, they should win. Now, they did escape with overtime wins uh, in each of their last two uh, home games, albeit against better teams, the Kings and the Devils. Uh, in the last two games, they have certainly dominated this series six and one uh, in the last seven meetings. Uh, I'm going to take a small shot in the over here. I mean, it makes sense to uh, five and one to the over in the last six meetings. Ducks versus Lightning. Anaheim's gone over in two straight. Uh, Tampa Bay here at home. Uh, we have seen them score at least three goals in three straight home games. Two of those uh, have gone over the total. So uh, at six and a half, although I believe there's a couple of books that have six with juice. If you can find six with uh, juice anywhere uh, on this total, that's even better. Uh, but even at six and a half plus 100 even money, I endorse that here with uh, Anaheim and uh, Tampa Bay as far as uh, overs are concerned. Because you look at Anaheim uh, defensively, I don't know if they're going to have a easy time of it trying to hold up here against this uh, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning team. But I could see them chipping in some goals as well. So it could be over six minus 125 minus 130 slash over six and a half plus 100, whatever you can find. Uh, I look in that direction. I, there's totals I like more than this one, but it's enough for me to get involved. What do you think here, Alex? Anaheim, Tampa Bay. Yeah, this game's kind of a pass for me. If I were to look in that total department, I'm seeing a, a buck 40 for a one and a half in the first period. Maybe I'd take a shot with that. But uh, I don't even think I'll even get around to, to catching too much of this game. <laughs> On a day like this, there's got to be something that you, you cut out, and this is probably one of those games I end up cutting out. Yep, nothing wrong with that. Zach, how about you? Anaheim, Tampa. I'm right on that same board with Alex there. I'm uh, I'm off the lightning regardless of who they're playing and even more so with this matchup. So yeah, I got nothing on this one. All right, nada, nothing wrong with that. All right, Edmonton, Montreal. We've got the uh, Oilers minus 240 road favorites, uh, six and a half being the total in this one. Um, this Edmonton streak just continues, although my goodness, it definitely the last two games was not easy on this road trip. Chicago, they squeak it out two to one. Uh, 3-2 comeback win in overtime against Detroit uh, the other night for this uh, Oilers team, but they keep finding ways to win, and uh, you got to give them credit, uh, and that's what it takes. You know, you, sometimes you don't play your best and you find a way to win. How about the Oilers that have gone three straight under and not even close to hitting overs the last three games? That Edmonton-Detroit game was scoreless, you know, after the first two periods. You know, first scoreless Oiler game, um, you know, in 
two years, according to Jack Michaels, the excitable play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, three straight unders for them. Their defense and their goaltending. I mean, do how much do we credit Knobloch and how much do we credit, yeah, the players are just playing better and Skinner is giving them good goaltending. And even Pickard wasn't bad uh, against Detroit when he got that start. Now, he only had to face 17 shots. Uh, but he was solid. Uh, gave them a chance. And, pick, and uh, Skinner's been good. They've given up two goals or less in six straight games. See Edmonton Oilers, folks. They've given up six straight games of two goals or less to the opponent. So uh, that's a yeah, pulsating action. Yeah, that's Jack Michaels. I love doing that voice. That's how exactly how he sounds. Yeah, pulsating action. Want to say my gamble? Time to shine. Yeah, I love doing the Jack Campbell voice. That guy, he gets into it, man, for the Oilers. He's great. Um, so this one, obviously, look, I can't go against Edmonton right now. How how can you uh, with this great run they put together? But I'm talking about minus 240 uh, right now for the uh, Oilers. And, uh, you know, it's just um, not going against them right now. Montreal, um, you know, they've lost two in a row. Let's not forget that. They lose to the Flyers and to the Sharks uh, in back-to-back games uh, there. Uh, so, against, you know, Flyers are playing good. Sharks, that's a worrisome loss when you lose 3-2. Uh, Adam in the chat says over, over, over. And if you look at series history and look, Edmonton's not an over team in the current form right now, but if you look at series history, I mean, we've had seven straight overs between the Oilers and the Canadians, six, two, five, three, five, two, seven, two, a couple of four, three games. I mean, every recent meeting has gone to at least seven goals. So I don't know, for some reason I'm seeing this Edmonton team transform into this, you know, steady offensive team, but not explosive offensive team in recent games. And this team that's all of a sudden keeping the puck out of their net, you know, at a very high rate. So I, I don't love the over, but I could, I could get there. I could talk myself into it based on that series history for some kind of bet, probably a smaller bet, but maybe a small over nothing really much more than that here in this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Edmonton, Montreal. Yeah, this would be one I would watch and wait for something live. If you like anything, even if you like Edmonton, you know, hope for Montreal to get a one nothing lead and, and, and we can get, you know, a cheaper price on Edmonton regulation. This the, Any way you can chop this up, you're probably going to get better numbers and prices and, and, and get a better feel for this game if you wait a few minutes. So uh, this is a live game circle for me, and that's pretty much it. All right. What do you think here, Zach? Oilers, Habs. Uh, I'm looking at first period money line for the Oilers. Got them at plus 125 to win the first. So right. I think they're rolling. I don't think Montreal has been playing very good, obviously, as of late or as of all season. So I'm going on that. And I might even look at uh, McDavid over two points in this one for a player prop. Yeah, I mean, uh, Edmonton puck line to keep the good vibes going. They might want to have a better you know, start than they had against Detroit. It was kind of a lethargic, sleepy start for the Oilers. That's kind of where them. my head's at. I feel like they're going to want to try and get off to a hot start and then maybe maybe cruise. I'd even even consider looking at a minus one in the first period. Yeah, Pretty good value at that. I think it's like plus 350 or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so Definitely truth, too, about Montreal playing up you know, into their competition, especially on a Saturday night home game, hockey night in Canada. Uh, that there's yeah, a lot of those Canadian teams like coming in there to play though too. Right. And when you got yeah. some big stars like McDavid and hopefully dry can have a good one. Look at last Saturday, four, three rain. They beat the Rangers in a shootout on a Saturday yeah. night at home last week. Yeah. So there's truth to that. There's no doubt. So maybe the over does make, and that game went over the total. So maybe the over can get there here with the uh, Oilers and the Canadians. Speaking of, by the way, that's one of the, early hockey night in Canada games. And this next one is the other one, a uh, Colorado and Toronto. 
Uh, one of the great matchups of the night. Uh, we've got the uh, Leafs minus 115 home favorite, six and a half the total. Uh, no Kevin Bieksa in the studio tonight, but Uh-oh. Paul Bissonnette taking his place tonight uh, for a rare hockey night in Canada studio appearance. So there you go. Uh, everyone bitching in Canada that, hey, they've got Paul Bissonnette and TNT doing a great job. Uh, you're going to get your fix of him tonight on Hockey Night in Canada, yeah. filling in for uh, Kevin BX on the studio panel. Uh, yeah, abs and uh, Leafs here. We got to make sure we're not we're, we're better than a kindergarten speller. Uh, let's just correct that. There we go. Avalanche with the N in there. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Toronto minus one. Avalanche is what it said. Avalanche. That is what that said initially. Uh, there we go. That's better. Uh, Toronto minus 115, six and a half. Look, overs are the clear play for me in this game. I mean, Colorado scoring goals in bunches. This Martin Jones, you know, pixie dust right now is starting to wear off just a little bit. Not that he was bad against the Islanders, but, you know, he gave up four goals. And, you know, he's given up a few more goals lately. He's in net confirmed tonight. Georgiev for Colorado, who I can, you know, I can live without Georgiev. I don't think he's been great. Now, he did have a shutout uh, against Vegas, but I don't think Vegas had the puck very much in that game when Alexander Georgiev uh, had that shutout uh, performance. So uh, we'll see how it goes here. You know, the injuries are really starting to mount at a concerning uh, rate again for Colorado here. You've already got Miles Wood out. You got Bo Byram on IR, uh, Landeskog and Lekkonen on IR. Although Landeskog, there's reports yesterday coming out that he might be able to return uh, for the Stanley Cup playoffs for the uh, Colorado Avalanche, which would be great because we kept on wondering if, you know, his career was in jeopardy, but sounds like he might be able to uh, return uh, from uh, that uh, injury before the end of the season, which would be huge, obviously, for uh, the Avalanche moving forward. Um, so there's a, some injuries, and the big one for Colorado is Big Val. Uh, big Val Nachushkin, uh game-time decision tonight for Colorado with an illness. And there's not a lot of injuries that will say, you know, a, the team becomes almost unbackable just because one particular player may not be in the game, but with Val Nachushkin right now, he has been in on so much of the offense. Look at these last six games. The guy has six goals, and he has eight points for the Colorado Avalanche in the last six games. If he doesn't go tonight for Colorado, that is significant, and that is a huge, huge loss, huge blow for them uh, right now uh, in this game. That's not enough to get me to Toronto, but you know what Toronto is like. Sometimes in these spots, Home game, Saturday night, where the crowd's at least a little bit more into it than the wine and cheese crowd you get through the week uh, against a lesser team. And against a better team, they often step their game up. Toronto is one of those teams they often play down to certain teams. They play up to certain teams. So it would shock me to see Toronto win this game. And Colorado, as we've talked about all season long, they've been mediocre on the road. They have not been great away from Ball Arena. How about 9-10, and 10, a losing record? on the road this year for the Colorado Avalanche. So I actually lean Toronto just slightly, but I'm sticking to goals here. I'm sticking to the totals uh, over one and a half first period, maybe both teams to score in the first period and certainly over six and a half in this game. And uh, Alex will be back in a moment. He's on the draw. I- I'm going to obviously get on the draw. It's the draw <clears throat> draws. How can you not? Uh, they are still uh, the Strongest overtime shootout team to go past regulation all season. I think it's a competitive game. So I am also on that draw here in this matchup with the uh, Avs and the Leafs. Uh, Zach, what do you think here? Colorado, Toronto. Yeah, I think it's a uh, probably like a draw maybe. I don't know. It's a tough bet for me. 
Leafs are so inconsistent. It's something that I might look like uh, in-game or something, but I think I'm going to go more player props on this one. I'm looking at McKinnon, anytime goal scorer. Might even sprinkle a little on two goals, uh, and I'd probably even do the same with Matthews. So kind of looking at player props. Um, obviously, the draw is there, but I feel like Colorado is going to handle Toronto tonight. Like I said, not really a big Leafs guy, so I'm on the abs tonight. Hey, they could. Yeah, Colorado's yeah. A game can absolutely beat Toronto. There's I no hope it's a. I'll back. probably get on the over too because I'm thinking it's going to be one of those entertaining, high flying back and forth, overtime like games, but during regulation type play. So we'll see what ends up happening. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a it's a good game. It's obviously these are in terms of skill. I mean, it's off the charts. You know, the skill on both of these teams and the, the ability to have game breakers offensively uh, right now. There's no question uh, about that. Uh, what uh, Alex is back with us here. Uh, Alex, I know you like the draw here primarily, right? Abs, Leafs. Yeah, that's that's my favorite play in this game. And like I said, this is one of those classic spots. Is it cross-conference teams? It's not, you know, these are two top-tier teams, the teams that a lot of people might, you know, have had circled or thinking as a Stanley Cup preview. So it should be a good back-and-forth battle. But like I said, I can see where this game would kind of be tight going back and forth in that pace. And both teams would certainly want to get two points against the other uh, knowing that these are higher tier opposition. So I think the draw is definitely worth a look here. That's the only play that I really kind of care for. Uh, even though this is a cheap price to get Colorado, but we've seen Colorado, like I said, on the road in some, some dubious spots. And Toronto, it's funny, <laughs> we talk about how bad they are laying a big price at home, but uh, you know this is a, a reasonable price at home. So you, I'm torn on the side in this in this contest. I like the draw you know, more than anything else. And of course, the Toronto Maple draws have been one of our favorites this year. Uh, we can't get enough of betting this team as far as the draws are concerned. Uh, they have been just an absolute uh, wagon as far as uh, cashing draw bets this season. Uh, as far as props, I'm looking to see if there's any major lineup shakeups here. Colorado, there's going to be some opportunities to get some value here. If Big Val is out, if he is out, that is, there's going to be opportunity to bet whoever takes a spot on that second line, and there's probably going to be value there. I would go back to Jonathan Drouin as well. Now, he has been snake bit. He's had chances galore. He's still been pretty good the last week or two. Um, so definitely keep an eye on um, uh, Jonathan Drouin. I would still maybe take a shot prop-wise on him here tonight in this game. All right, we go to the struggling Los Angeles Kings as they take on the Detroit Red Wings. LA minus 150 to minus 160 road favorites. Uh, six and a half being the uh, total in this game. This is another draw for me, believe it or not. I mean, I can see this being close. Uh, we saw Detroit go to OT with Edmonton, their last home game against the Oilers. And the Oilers are playing some great hockey. You know, and Edmonton or Detroit takes them to overtime uh, the other night. Detroit and LA just played a game that went past regulation head-to-head -head against each other in Los Angeles nine days ago. Uh, in LA, Detroit comes back and wins 4-3 in a shootout. Uh, the Kings have got the, we've got the uh, Los Angeles uh, Kings here that all of a sudden have become a nice little uh, draw team lately. How about four of their last six games have gone past regulation uh, going into this matchup tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. So uh, I'm liking draw here. And, you know, at some point, I think the Kings are going to win. This is another spot where the potential is there for them to snap the uh, losing streak that they're on this seven game losing streak. There's signs of their game getting better. I thought the Florida game was better than the Tampa Bay game, which was better than the Washington game. So they're stacking better performances based on the eye test, but it hasn't resulted in that win just yet. We'll see if it does tonight for the Kings. 
Uh, as far as goaltending in this uh, matchup, it looks like we're going to see uh, in the uh, pipes between the pipes here, Lyon and Talbot, but it's not confirmed yet uh, on either side uh, in this game. So for me, it's going to be a look toward the draw. That's pretty much it. You know, Detroit overs have been good, but now there's a couple of games in a row that have stayed under. Kings last two games on this road trip played a little tighter style of hockey, but the the head-to-head has gone over in four straight, Red Wings and Kings. So I'm kind of torn on the total. And I cashed an over in L.A. when these teams played. So I'm torn on the total, though. L.A.'s playing under hockey the last couple, and Detroit's actually played a little bit tighter the last two games, and Lyon's been solid uh, in net, and he should get the start. If this was Reimer in net, I'd take the over. Lyon in net, not as uh, much interested. Same thing with L.A. If uh, Copley is in net as opposed to Talbot, then maybe i take the over. But not with uh, if it's Talbot versus Lyon, I'll probably stay off. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Kings, Red Wings. Yeah, I grabbed the draw this morning, plus 370 at FanDuel. Uh, like I said, yeah, Kings are playing better efforts, but they're still, you know, finding these ways, uh, playing these close games. And like I said, against the Detroit team, I, I definitely feel like this would be uh, kind of a tight effort, especially late in the contest. So 370 is a good enough uh, price for me with the draw. Kind of lean with both teams to score in the first period, too. Uh, I know Detroit's been a, been a hot team with that first period overrun, so don't, not really going to lay the one and a half. I might just take a shot with both teams to score and then try and grab a one and a half in game. Zach, what do you think here, LA Detroit? I'm going with the Kings. Kings in regulation. I think they're going to bounce back. I think they kind of peed that one down their leg a little bit against the Panthers, although the Panthers are known kind of to do that. So it's hard for me to bet against the Wings because I like the Wings, but I'm going to ride with the Kings on the road again. So hopefully they can bounce back and get on that winning note. All right, there we go. Kings on the road uh, to finally snap the streak and uh, get back on track. It's going to happen. And, and when they get that win, watch them rip off like six in a row or seven of eight. They'll go on some kind of run. They're just waiting for that, you know, that other shoe to drop. Get, on, get, get that win to snap the skid, and then they'll probably be a little bit of a bet on team at that point get on a little bit of a hot streak. Certainly they have the potential in them to do that. You know, as far as the prop market in this game, uh, you look at the Kings, is there going to be any changes? You know, Deneau's moved up to the second line. I think he's probably worth a look uh, as far as props, just because of the change. And uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings, uh, you've got uh, Perron, Larkin, Raymond, Debrinkit, Comfort, Kane in your top six. Um, You know, Perron, I still think, has got a little value there as well. So uh, there's definitely a couple of props I'm interested there with the uh, Kings and the Red Wings. All right, next up, we've got uh, Seattle and Columbus. Here's another uh, team that is just uh, on an absolute roll right now, uh, and that is the uh, Seattle Kraken, minus 160 uh, road favorites in Columbus. The total in this game, uh, six shaded to the over uh, in this game. This is probably my Ian Cameron game that, that I recommend the under and maybe watch it go over because of my track record recommending unders. But I don't know how you bet a Seattle game uh, over the total right now. I mean, the Buffalo game did go over, but that's more so they scored five against a Buffalo team that comes and goes defensively. Other than that, they've been you know winning low-scoring games uh, and just relying on this incredible run of Joey Decord uh, in between the pipes for the Kraken. He's been absolutely spectacular. Now, I think he's going to be due for a rest, so – and I'm wondering if that rest is going to come tonight, Alex, because we have not seen him confirmed in net yet for the uh, Seattle Kraken. And, and that changes everything to me because he has been the undisputed backbone of this win streak for the Seattle Kraken. And I'm not trying to say the offense hasn't played a part. They've been solid. 
and the defensive play in front of the goalie has been good, but Decord has been the biggest reason and factor for this Seattle win streak. He's been that good during this eight-game win streak, and if he's not in net tonight for the uh, Seattle Kraken, I'd have a harder time getting to the window again with them, with uh, Drieger. And I know Drieger, the last time we saw him in net, in net, in his first game in a couple of years, he was spectacular. You know, he was. They beat Calgary 2-1, to one, and he gave up just one goal on 38 shots. He was great, Chris Drieger. Hats, hats off to him. That being said, I'd still rather back Seattle with Joey Decord right now uh, as opposed to Chris Drieger. So I'm waiting on that news as far as the uh, goaltending uh, in this game here, Seattle and Columbus. Um, but I'm definitely Seattle or pass. Regardless of the goaltending situation, I'm more likely to pass with Drieger. With Decord and net, might do a team total over three and a half minus one or regulation split is probably what I'll end up doing. But again, waiting on that goalie confirmation for Seattle. Tarasov, by the way, will get the start for uh, Columbus tonight. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Cracking Blue Jackets. Now I'm taking a shot with Seattle and regulation. I'm seeing minus uh, $1.18 up to $1.25 in different shops. I like Seattle here to win this game, regardless of who's in that. Obviously, I like it a lot more with uh, with the cord, and I think this price is kind of uh, reflective that the cord is resting. Uh, so if we do see a flip-flop where the court comes back in, we will see this line probably move up another 20 cents uh, for the full game and certainly another 20, 25 cents to regulation. So I'm playing this kind of almost preemptive of maybe we do see the court out there again, but even if we don't with Drieger, I trust him uh, in this spot to get a win. Uh, this team's been just rolling hot, and I think right now that momentum, regardless of who's in that, is uh, just kind of carrying around throughout this whole team. So Seattle and regulation. All right, Seattle and regulation, and uh, yeah, I'm, that's that's what I'm going to do. Certainly, if Decord's in that, I'm going to do a, probably a, either a mi- minus one or regulation, one of the uh, one of the two split with a little team total. And Adam does throw a good stat about for those of you interested in the team total uh, over three and a half. And Tarasov has allowed four goals at least in a lot of recent starts, especially at home. So, uh, and they did score four against Washington. You know, that's the thing with Seattle. Seattle's dicey with the team total. There'll be some games they win and they only score two or three. And then there'll be the, a few games like the Washington game and the Buffalo game where they can get you at least four goals. So this to me against, you know, a weaker defensive team, this could be one of those games where maybe we can trust the Seattle Kraken to get four goals tonight against the uh, Blue Jackets. So uh, what do you think here, Zach? Seattle, Columbus. Yeah, I'm with Alex on this one. I like the Seattle in regulation. So regardless of who's in net, they're one of the hottest teams in the NHL right now. So probably playing with a lot of confidence uh might wait till in game to look at a over bet seeing how it starts again uh maybe see if i can get a little bit lower on the total of six there so might look at something like that after one all right good stuff indeed so we'll see how it uh, plays out here with the uh, kraken and the uh, blue jackets uh interesting matchup with obviously this red hot seattle team right now Uh, all right next up you know we've we've talked about how we look we had a draw last night in one of the two games. We had a huge night of draws on Thursday. Thursday was insane as far as draw bets cashing in one after another. It was a hell of a night for those of you uh, that like draw bets. And one of the teams recently that is really, and I mean really ramped up their uh, volume of games going to OT or a shootout is the team that I cast a best bet winner with on the draw last night and a team that is back in action tonight on a back-to-back. The Philadelphia Tires right now taking on the uh, Winnipeg uh, Jets. Uh, we've got the uh, Winnipeg Jets minus 190 
uh, home favorites. Uh, the total five and a half here uh, in this game. Back to the draw for me. Simple as that with the Philadelphia Flyers. And look, Winnipeg had a little lethargic in their game against Chicago. Uh, you know, no question about that the other night. And that one nearly got into overtime. And then, of course, Ehlers wins it with about a minute left uh, to give the Jets a two to one regulation win over the Blackhawks. But uh, I'm going back to another draw here with this Philadelphia Tires team uh, here. Flyers, of course, is what I'm talking about. And uh, I like it. That's that's pretty much it. As far as the total, um, no, I was shocked we saw an offensive explosion of that magnitude with the Philly-Minnesota game last night. I did not expect that uh, in the uh, third period. But it's not exactly – I'm not convinced we're going to see another offensive explosion uh, tonight with a Philly. Winnipeg with Hellebuck, it looks like. Will be in net. Remember, Brossois got the start against uh, Chicago the other night, and then Sam Erson uh, is going to be uh, in between the pipes here for the uh, Flyers. He's actually played better lately, and that guy has got some uh, ability. There's no question about that. He just got to get a little more consistent. Uh, we'll see if he can do that tonight. Uh, by the way, Mark Shifley out for Winnipeg uh, tonight. Uh, he is uh, unavailable for this game. Uh, and a possibility, too, that Nikolai Ehlers won't be either. Upper body injury for him. Ehlers will be a game-time decision. And Mark Shifley already ruled out uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets tonight. And they're already without Connor. And I know they played great without Connor. But now you got Connor out. Now you got Shifley out with the lower body injury. You also might have um, Nikolai Ehlers out. So that's a lot more offense missing uh, here tonight for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. So draw for me in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Flyers, Jets. Yeah, definitely on the draw. I grabbed 350 this morning. You can actually shop around and find I'm seeing some 360s, 365 uh, as well. And like I said, this just feels like it could be another t one of these tight games. And, and the Flyers are definitely going to be one of those teams, because you call them the tires. They definitely feel like they could be that kind of a team that's going to hang around in this wild card and Metropolitan Division race by getting a lot of extra points by games going past regulation. Uh, you know, no one was expecting this team to even kind of be this deep into the race at this point. We all kind of thought this team would be more on the outside. Okay, another year away, another couple of years away. But this looks like a legitimate playoff team. And they're able to fight and grind against any teams. Like I said, you know, showing that resiliency and they come back in a game last night against Minnesota. That's a game that the Flyers lose 4-2, to 5-2 to two a couple of years ago. And we're definitely seeing that resolve uh, so far. So I, I like the draw here. I think it's a, a good competitive game. And I think this might be a spot where – we see the Flyers down a goal. We can take a shot with them to score and uh, and a shot for them at a bigger place to, to win the game uh, live. So this would definitely be one I'll be watching and looking for some live looks as well. Yeah, definitely good. I mean, I'm I'm definitely tempted. I'm leaning Flyers, actually, even on the back-to-back -back at this price with how resilient they've been uh, with the injuries for Winnipeg. Uh, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, too, Philadelphia has played – pretty well in Winnipeg. I'm just going to double check on that, but I think they've had some decent performances here in this build. Yeah, Philly won in Winnipeg 4 nothing last January uh, when these teams met head-to-head, -head. and uh, Philly's actually won three of the last five, uh, and they, uh, like I said, they won that most recent head-to-head -head battle in Winnipeg, and they were getting, like, the same price they're getting. Well, actually, they're, it was plus 190 when they beat the Jets in Winnipeg last year. They're only plus 160 here tonight but uh yeah this is dog or pass for me for as much as i respect the way the jets are playing uh they're banged up right now and the flyers are showing a lot of heart right now a lot of resilience what do you think here zach flyers jets yeah it's a tough one uh i think i'm gonna wait to see the com uh, confirmation on if ehlers is playing or not because i think if they're missing him and shifley that's pretty big on their offensive side of things so might even look at uh 
little team over for Philadelphia over two and a half at like minus 110. Obviously, the Jets have been holding their opponents to a pretty low score, but I think Flyers are starting to find their offense a little bit more. And uh, I watched that game against Montreal the other night, and that was one. Of, I know it was overtime, but that was one of the most entertaining overtimes I've seen in a minute. And Owen Tippett was just flying out there. So when he's on, their offense can p- be pretty uh, pretty deadly there. And with uh, the new acquisition of Drysdale, Drysdale there, it looks like he's getting more opportunity every night. So might be something to keep on the train of the point prop for him as well. Probably be a good look. No doubt. Yep. Roll with it. Roll with it, baby. Steve yep. Winwood's down. Yeah, <laughs> he had about like six yeah. chances in that overtime too against Montreal and couldn't find the back of the net, but I think the Flyers ended up winning in a shootout. Yeah, for all you young whippersnappers out there, look it up. Steve Winwood, what a hell of a musician that guy was. A great musical career for him. Um, awesome. Uh, yeah, but Flyers and Jets, uh, when you look at it, uh, like I say, the draw is the clear choice for me in this one. And I like Jamie Drysdale. Why not? The guy does have a point in each of his first two games uh, with yeah. the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Could definitely see him maybe finding the uh, score sheet once again tonight. All right, Arizona and Minnesota. Uh, we talked about how the Flyers are on a back-to-back. The team that they played, Minnesota, last night. Uh, is also on a back-to-back here again tonight facing Arizona. But no travel. It's back-to-back home games for the Wild. Minus 120 uh, home favorites for the Wild uh, in this game. The total six uh, pretty much across the board uh, in this one. Actually, minus 130 in some spots, so make sure you shop around. Um, as far as this, actually, it's closer to minus uh, 120 and plus 100s uh, on each side. So I will adjust the uh, price accordingly. There we go. Back to the draw for me again with Minnesota. Minnesota's playing close hockey, uh, and this is just that stretch of the card right now where I like a lot of draws, and this is probably another one here with the uh, Yotes and the uh, Wild. I don't trust Minnesota laying a price. I'd lean Arizona here uh, in this game uh, tonight against the uh, Wild, but they have not played their best lately. They got absolutely uh, mud-stomped by the uh, Calgary Flames uh, in their last game, 6-2. to two. However, that was the struggling Karel Vimelka in net that night, uh, you're probably going to see them go back, I would think, to Connor Ingram. Yes, Connor Ingram is confirmed. Philip Gustafson is potentially making his return as well for the uh, Minnesota Wild. It looks like he's expected to make his return from injury tonight. But as we said with that, sometimes you get a little rust factor for someone that's been out for such a long period of time like he is. Um, I might actually take Arizona in this spot, plus 100. Now that I see, because I don't know Gustafson is he if he's going to be at his absolute sharpest form. We saw what happened with Ottinger last night, first game back in a while, struggled. Uh, for me, Arizona or pass. I might add Arizona. I am already on the draw here in this one. Uh, Alex Coyotes Wild. Yeah, I'm sure the Wild probably would have liked to have gone somewhere else for the second of a back-to-back game, considering how damn cold it is here. But uh, <laughs> this is going to be a fun one, and I think, like I said. This fits under the draw season criteria. This is a division matchup. You've got an Arizona team that's playing better than expected, looking to grab points. A Minnesota team, we know this the style that they play right now. That's that shell defense. Uh, even when they're you know trailing and, and, and trying to get back in games, they're still kind of you know having that heavier emphasis on defense. We're not seeing uh, you know freewheeling kind of up and down style. And even with Arizona, they've been more defensively responsible and they've kind of slowed their pace down. Uh, compared to what we saw last year, what we saw early in this year. I think they're rounding themselves out into a more of a, of a full kind of a spectrum team, if you will. The offense has been solid, but now they're being responsible defensively too. Ingram has been the biggest uh, catalyst of that. He's 
by far and large their number one goaltender. So with him in net, I feel confident this game can be close enough where we can get a draw here. I would actually kind of lean toward Arizona, though, at, at this uh, even money price. And this is a, one of those games I'll be watching it for sure. Might try to grab something live, especially if the Wilder even they have a two-goal lead. We know they're going to clamp up and, and shell in. That's where Arizona can really kind of utilize that little speed uh, boost that they have, their kind of youth and skill. And I think they can find a way to come back and maybe even win that game. So uh, definitely going to be a fun live game to, to have, but I'll have the draw in pocket pregame. All right, there we go. Alex liking the draw, as do I. What do you think here, Zach? Arizona, Minnesota. Yeah, I haven't really uh, been on any games with the Coyotes this year. I'm still trying to figure them out. Uh, you know, some people think they're not doing or doing better than expected. And some people think that they're right where they should be with how they've been developing their team. So just something that I've been watching a little bit more lately. But it'd be interesting to see if uh, he gets to start net for the wild today, because that's something to watch. It seems this year goalies haven't really had a good comeback their first game. Uh, so that'll be something to watch for sure. So I think I'm just going to hold off on this one, maybe catch a few periods of it. We'll see. Oh, man, it feels like a marathon run, uh, breaking down this card. We're at the last quarter. We're at the quarter mile right now uh, with this card. we got four <laughs> games left out of the uh, 16 uh, here on this slate. But just quickly on just uh, Ryan Hartman, going back to him, and I'm, our guy Jordan, uh, who's been on our BetCast a couple of times before, who's watching, mentioned it earlier in the chat. Yeah, I agree. Ryan Hartman's the guy right now for Minnesota. Uh, for Arizona, I'm finally didn't cash for the first time since he's been up with the team. I'm going to go back to the well of Dylan Gunther uh, here tonight one more time for the uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, in this game. Yeah, we're doing the Lord's work, Josh. Much appreciated. Josh is another guy in the chat that's been on our BetCast before. Big Avs fan. Uh, appreciate it. We love doing it. You know, it's not just that we're here to for the people. We actually enjoy it. There's no doubt. We enjoy every show, every day we get to break down the card. Yes, we do. Uh, Dallas and Chicago next up. Stars minus 280, road favorite, six the total. Hey, you can't have opinions and bets on every game, even for me, someone that's extreme high volume. And this is that one game where I've got absolutely zip, zilch on this game, nothing. Uh, I'm out with the first period overs now for Dallas, especially in this game with Chicago really playing that Katie bar the door hockey with all the injuries. They don't want to open it up. They want to play tight as a drum right now and keep this 2-1, 3-1, that kind of game. That's what Luke Richardson's wanting from this Chicago team right now. Dallas first period over is out of the question for me tonight, not involved. And even though Dallas first full game overs have been very good, uh, I'm out there as well uh, tonight because I just feel that as this game goes along, Chicago's going to want to keep it low and slow, 2-1, 3-1. They don't want to get into track meets with anybody right now. And understandably, with Connor Bedard and several key forwards out, like Beauvillier, Athenasiu, Nick Foligno, who just got re-signed, Tyler Johnson, uh, of course, Taylor Hall's been out for a while. So they want to keep these games tight. Uh, I don't trust Chicago to win. I don't want anything to do with Dallas in a price range like this right now, especially with, you know, it looks like back to Wedgwood, you would think tonight on the back-to-back for the Stars. Morozik confirmed for the uh, Blackhawks. Just an all-around pass for me. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Dallas-Chicago? Yeah, I'm back on this first period over. And I mentioned this yesterday. I mentioned this earlier in the week. Because of this particular spot is much stronger than any of the games that we had in, throughout this entire week. You're looking at, at just the history, we've seen five straight first period overs, six of the last seven. And like you said, you're talking about a Peter Morazic who 
The Hawks are going to have to run into the ground because you can't trust Darvin Soderblom. It's his fourth consecutive start. We're going to start seeing him uh, start to wear down. It's just like it was when we you know, were betting uh, that game uh, against Winnipeg. He's making all these 10-bell saves. You're seeing him on his stomach, on his pads, rolling all over the place, trying to stop everything because the defense in front of him has been dog shit. And he's going to wear down at some point. So I think we see this game get out of hand. It could look like a, a carbon copy possibly of that 8-1 game we saw the last time these two teams met. So give them the first period over minus $1.30. I think <clears> Dallas <throat> can take care of that on their own. And I'll even take Dallas first period puck line as well. All right, there you go. Dallas first period puck line and first period over for uh, Alex here. Uh, against the uh, sh- with the uh, Dallas Stars and the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, you might have convinced me to throw a couple bucks on that. Actually, the first period over. It's, it's situation. Do, yeah. Like I said, this game is not even predicated on the streak, and I mentioned that about how I said you know this this goes three and one, this goes zero and four. The streak is over, but there's still spots within the the line the lineup. We're not going to be on it automatically, but there's still spots. This is certainly a spot, regardless of what happened this week, where I would be on this first period over. Yeah, I could see maybe a one, one or two nothing after the first, and then it goes under because actually Chicago games have really slowed to a crawl scoring wise. The later in the game it's gone. I remember the Edmonton game, you know, is a perfect example of that uh, earlier this week. Uh, Zach, what do you think here, Dallas Chicago? Uh, I'm just going to play the total in this one, hit the over on six. Uh, I think that Dallas is going to come out and score some goals. Hopefully, Chicago can get a couple and push that to the over. Tyler Sagan, Matt Duchesne, take your pick. Uh, any of them, They've uh, Duchesne scored last night. Uh, they're good props. I mean, for Chicago, it's tough because they're not scoring a lot, but there's some good situations, like with Pitlick on the top line. I don't know if I try to be on the top line for 30 straight games and not have a goal. You know, that's what I worry about, about a guy like Rem Pitlick here for uh, Chicago. Uh, Blackwell cooled off a bit. We always mention Dickinson, but uh, lukewarm thoughts on any Chicago props at the moment. Uh, all right, Islanders and Predators. We've got Nashville and the Islanders at minus 110, even money, both sides. Uh, six the total here, shaded to the over uh, in this one. Uh, obviously, Nashville last night played in Dallas. It's a back-to-back for them, but a victorious win for the uh, Predators in Dallas. Six to three, crazy game where it was scoreless into the second period, and then it was just an explosion of offense uh, for the remainder of the game after that. Uh, we'll see if that continues here tonight. Islanders have the rest advantage. Uh, I actually think it sets up nicely for the Islanders, but I, I don't want to trust them fully and back them uh, on the road here. And Nashville's actually just completely owned this team. I mean, nine straight head-to-head victories for the Nashville Predators uh, over this New York Islanders team. Uh, so I'm not involved in the side, but you do know what I am involved in, the New York Islanders, baby. You better believe it. Back to the draw. Once again, and this is a good draw candidate, in my opinion. Nashville uh, in this spot against an Eastern Conference, non-conference opponent. Uh, again, and these are two teams that they don't give a shit if the other team gets an overtime point, uh, and that's the great thing. It was very much my thought process with the Philly-Minnesota game last night. Uh, two teams in opposite conferences. Philly does not care one bit that Minnesota gets a point, and vice versa. Minnesota doesn't care one bit that Philly gets a point. Same thing here. Uh, they're in different playoff races, none affecting the other. Uh, so I like the draw here. Gus Bus props, pie guy, yes, 100% with that, even though he didn't come through the last game. Um, so that's what I would be looking at here. Draw uh, and also some Gustav Nyquist props uh, in this game. Goaltending, let's see who it is. Uh, Sorokin projected, Soros projected. Ah, let's. Uh, Islanders three straight overs again. Nash, uh, maybe the over as well. Maybe the over as well at six. I like other totals more, but I might get there at six, especially with it being six, not six and a half. 
with over here, Isles Predators. And Soros hasn't been in good form. And obviously last night it was Lankin and uh, they gave Soros a rest to, for him to hit the reset button. But, boy, it's been a rough goal lately for Soros. And even if, if he's in net tonight, I'm still not convinced you know, he'll play well because his recent form's not been great. And the one thing about the Islanders, say what you will about them, they've got flaws, but they, they can score goals. <laughs> and they've shown you that uh, much of the season. Alex, what do you think here? Islanders, Predators. Yeah, this is fascinating. I'm just kind of looking at the series history. Now, these are two teams that we often think about historically as defensive clubs. Of course, Nashville had Barry Trotz, had Pecorene. They've always been a defensive team. We talk about the Islanders and, and the shutdown. They've also had Barry Trotz and that same kind of uh, defensive system. But there's been a lot of overs uh, between these two clubs. And just looking back, we're seeing eight and three the last 11 meetings to the over. We're also seeing six and three the last nine in the first period over. Uh, so some high marks considering these are two teams that aren't used to, to being in high scoring affairs. And now you have an Islanders team. It's probably the, the, the most offense and most, you know, uh, up-tempo pace we've seen from an Isles club in quite some time going up against a national team that plays much better at home than they do on the road. I like the over six here. Uh, I like Nashville. I got them minus a dollar five. They have absolutely dominated in this series. They have won, uh, let's see, nine straight meetings against the Isles. And I also like the draw here. Uh, of course, with the Thailanders and, and Nashville, like I said, team that, you know, doesn't matter. They're not in the same conference, but they both need points in their own respective races. So uh, I also would be taking a shot here with the correct score, 3-3. Three, three. Why not? You got with over six and a draw, that's something you want to play, even at the smallest of, of units, but something you want to have in pocket this, this time of year now. So 3-3 uh, three, three correct score, over six, and the regulation draw along with the Predators to win the game. All right, there we go. Uh, I like it. The draw, Predators to win the game. We've got a correct score prop and the over, right? There you go, and the over. So lots of action here for Alex with Islanders <clears throat> Predators. I like that over, too. I've talked myself into it. I mean, you're right. That that that's, that cinches it for me, Alan. Uh, Soros, you know, five goals allowed in multiple games recently. So it hasn't been his best stretch of hockey uh, at all in net lately for this Nashville team. Zach, what do you think here? Islanders Predators. Yeah, I'm going to just uh, ride with the Preds here, I think, just based off history. Uh, I think uh, they might get her done tonight. Maybe sprinkle a little bit on the draw here pregame. We'll see kind of where I'm at. But I'm going to ride with the Predators and probably put a little bit on the, the over. All right, Predators and over for Zach here in, in this game. All right, Bruins and Blues uh, next up here in this matchup. Uh, this was the Stanley Cup final way back uh, in the day. And I'm talking way back in the day, <laughs> 70s. We remember the great Bobby Orr goal uh, that happened in that series, uh, one of the iconic moments in NHL history. Boston minus 160 road favorites, six of the total. It was actually a Stanley Cup final recently, too. 2019. Too. To forget that. Yeah. A few years ago, Bennington and Barube with that magic run, magic carpet ride uh, all the way to the Stanley Cup. So Jimmy Murphy was on our show, as he always is, on a Beantown Friday yesterday. He likes Bruins' puck line. He thinks this is a spot for them to get things rolling. Rangers just scored, by the way. They're up one nothing on the uh, Washington Capitals now. Uh, but, yeah, Bruins and Blues, um, you got this situation right now where uh, the uh, Bruins are struggling on this road trip. Although they haven't played, like, crap. They've played not the best, but they've been in every game. They had a chance to win every game against Arizona, Colorado, <clears throat> Vegas. They got the loser point in every game. All three games going past regulation. I, I am taking a shot, and I know Jimmy likes the puck line, which means obviously he doesn't think this game goes to overtime, but I'm going to sprinkle on the draw. I just have to with Boston right now. Boston's just been uh, in a huge draw 
way right now. Three straight have gone past regulation. Uh, St. Louis, you know, they're off a 5-2 win against the Rangers. The one thing that concerns me is the Blues continue to play, for the most part, their record with Drew Bannister has been very good, you know, since uh, Craig Berube got fired. I don't know if that's going to continue and uh, indefinitely, but there's no question right now that um, they're playing with great enthusiasm, energy uh, on a nightly basis, the efforts there uh, for the St. Louis Blues. And there's been a lot of travel for Boston. I'm just worried, is the energy level going to be there for the Bruins tonight? Not to mention, of course, a little bit of a banged up, battered and bruised team right now, which we talked about yesterday with Jimmy, where Brandon Carlo's on IR, Patra's banged up. Now you got Linus Allmark day to day. So some concerns there for the uh, Bruins. There is some uh, possibility that Allmark returns tonight. He might be feeling better enough to return and start, but it's not confirmed as of yet. Uh, Jordan Bennington has been confirmed as the starting goalie for St. Louis. <clears throat> So I'm going to sprinkle a bit on the draw and really not a whole lot outside of that. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Bruins, Blues. Yeah, it's not my favorite draw, but it makes sense to the last three meetings going uh, past regulation. Like I said, this Boston team just kind of trying to find their own footing. Um, they, I'm sure they would love to you know, put the screws to St. Louis, but like I said, the Blues have been playing well under Bannister, and this feels like it could be another one of those kind of tight contests. So it's not, it's not going to make my final probably you know, card. But it's definitely the, the strongest lean I have here would be the draw. 2023-22, the last two seasons, Boston's made the trip to St. Louis, which, of course, only happens once every season. Each of the last two, guess what? Overtime. Yep, both of the, both games went past regulation. 3-2 Bruins in overtime two years ago in St. Louis. 4-3 Bruins in a shootout last year uh, in St. Louis. So, yeah. Draws the only bet for me here. What do you think in this one, uh, Zach? Bruins, Blues. Uh, I only got one thing in play already, and that's uh, Bruins and Pasta Parlay. Pasta anytime goal score and Bruins to win the game. So I'd love some overtime and see Pasta bury one and not hit two posts like he did the other night or whatever it was. So that's kind of where my head's at. Just a little fun bet that I have going on. So that's all for me. All right. Uh, good stuff indeed. Uh, so uh, I, I will say this for props. I'm seeing that it could be once again, and he didn't score the other night, but if they're going to give me, you know, something crazy like plus 700, 800 on Jesper Boquist on the top line for Boston with Zaka and Pasternak again, I'm going to take it uh, because that's just a price you got to capitalize on. He did score two games ago. Uh, This would be his second straight on the top line for uh, Jim Montgomery. Uh, Yeah, they've they've lowered it a bit, but still plus 510 is what I can get for uh, Jesper uh, Boquist tonight. I think still a very uh, good prop to uh, look at here tonight uh, if he's going to be on that top line spot again. All right, we have gotten ourselves to the final game of this massive 16-game card with all 32 teams uh, in action. It is the And it's a pretty good game. Calgary Flames and Vegas Golden Knights. We've got Vegas minus 135 home favorites in this game. The total uh, currently six. Uh, across the board, uh, shaded to the over uh, at minus 120. Uh, Vegas, we know they've been struggling, no question, but certainly uh, a much-needed confidence booster, if you will, uh, with that victory against Boston, uh, two to one in overtime, a team that had only gone two and seven uh, in their nine previous games before uh, that overtime win against the Boston Bruins. We will see if they can follow that up with another strong showing. Uh, here uh, tonight against the uh, Calgary Flames. I'll tell you what, Calgary, though, they've won two in a row. Now you could question the level of competition. Ottawa at home are in a terrible uh, slide right now. 
Arizona on the road. They haven't played nearly as well. They're lighting up the scoreboard, Calgary. That can't be denied. If you look at their last six games, they have scored at least three in five of the six games, uh, or actually six of their last seven games, they've scored at least three goals. So this Flames offense, you know, and it's it's Sharon Govich, Zary has been good. Coleman's been on fire lately. Uh, you know, you should getting, be going to the All Star game. Who? Coleman instead of Lindholm. I agree with that. What's yeah, Lindholm yeah, going for? I agree. Coleman's been better. Uh, yeah, than, he's uh, leading Lindholm. the team in goals. Yeah. Probably shorthanded goals. He has a wild plus minus for a team that's not a positive team. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Agree. Uh, there's no, I think he can make a case. I mean, that he deserves it more than Elias Lindholm. Uh, that's for sure on the uh, Calgary side. There's no question. Um, so, yeah, Calgary's actually, and Calgary, you know, they beat Nashville and Minnesota on their road trip, but they did lose to Philly and Chicago. Uh, so a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. The last time we saw them on the road, they did start this road trip uh, with a nice win at Arizona. Can they follow it up here? Vegas hasn't won back-to-back in quite some time. I can tell you that right now. Uh, so even though they did beat Boston, when's the last time they've won two straight? you got to go back to December 10th and 12th, the last time they were on any kind of win streak. That's a, that's a month ago. You know, and uh, since that time, uh, they beat Calgary in overtime at home here in Vegas, 5-4. They lost the next game to Buffalo. They beat Ottawa, Vegas, 6-3. They lose at Carolina the next game. They beat L.A. 3-2. They lose in the Winter <laughs> Classic the next game against Seattle. So stringing wins together has been tough. I lean Calgary here, but I'm just figuring out what do I prefer here. I prefer Calgary. I don't, I don't know about the money line because Calgary can give up goals sometimes. They can, they're scoring them right now. Maybe the team total I prefer a little bit uh, on the uh, Calgary Flames here. Now we might finally, at long last, see Aiden Hill uh, get the uh, start here uh, in net tonight for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Now we'll have to see because we've been down this road before where it looked like he was going to come back a couple games ago and he was a late scratch and didn't end up starting for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. He's projected but not confirmed. We expect Jacob Markstrom for Calgary. Uh, Yuri Patera is banged up day-to-day. Uh, right now with an undisclosed injury. He didn't even dress for the game against Boston the other night. And, of course, uh, Logan Thompson uh, is the other goalie. He is available, but <clears throat> there's a chance Hill returns. But, again, with Hill, as good as much as we like him, and uh, Alex got to meet his pops, of course, when they had the dad's trip in Minnesota, uh, and he's been great as a member of the Golden Knights. And he was playing pretty decently before his injury. It's that old theory of how sharp and effective is he going to be when he's been out this long right now for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights if he does start tonight. So I've ended up uh, probably grab a little Flames team total, but I like first period over. I'm going to stick to my guns with that, even though we saw Vegas the last game, you know, stay under in the first period. It was a tight cagey game with Boston, uh, the last uh, game that they played, and they haven't been necessarily a huge first period over team. The Colorado game also was a very low scoring uh, start to that game. Uh, we haven't seen a Vegas first period over cash until that 5-2 uh, victory against the Islanders. That's the last first period over. Calgary's been a first period over machine lately. Uh, there is no question. So I'm going to go first period over and a smaller bu- a piece of the full game at, as well at six. But just like with the Arizona game, feel a little bit better about the early part of the game, the first period having the over cash with more goals in that opening 20 minutes. And keep in mind when they played in Vegas, guys, Last time, Flames versus Golden Knights, it was 5-4. You know, it was up and down the ice in that game, and it was a 5-4 win for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, in overtime, by the way. And we've had two games go to overtime, so I'm going to 
not my favorite draw, but when you see both of the previous head-to-heads go to OT this year, Calgary and Vegas got a sprinkle on the draw a little bit. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Calgary-Vegas? Yeah, well, you led right into it. I like the draw here. You had last two meetings go to overtime. You mentioned about the last time that the Knights had back-to-back wins. It came against the Sharks and then the Flames, December 10th, December 12th. Both of those contests going past regulation. And we saw the last game with Vegas and uh, Boston. That was a, a nice and easy draw as well. So uh, give me the draw here. But I also like that first period overlook. You said Calgary has been rolling in that department. And we can always kind of rely on Calgary. At least, you know, they're going to bring some action more often than not. They're going to be the team giving up that first goal in the, in the first period. But uh, we, like I said, with Vegas, I can see where Vegas needs to kind of, you know, at home try and, and, and push that pace and tempo a little bit more and try and, and uh, get to an early lead. So I, I think the pace will dictate itself and, and match with the price to make this worthy of a first period overplay. But I also like to draw here as well. There you go. For, uh, first period over draw for Alex. Yeah, Byron Fraze is who you're talking about there. Ice X uh, recalled from Henderson. And I know for a fact that guy's been everywhere. Like he has been AHL, ECHL, some NHL stints with the Leafs when he was, and then with the Marlies, and then he went to the Lightning <laughs> organization, Lightning for a bit, Syracuse Crunch, Montreal Canadiens, Laval Rockets split between there, Flames he got into one game, Stockton Heat back when they were the affiliate, uh, and now Henderson uh, and Vegas. So he's been a AHL Samson, and NHL a up and down like a yo-yo guy. Yeah, yeah, Samsonite. Trout. He's a he's a, he's, a, he's a luggage guy. Luggage guy, exactly. Yeah, he's a Johnny Cash guy. He's been everywhere, man. Yeah, exactly. That's Byron Fraze right there. No question uh, about that. All right, Zach, your Calgary Flames. This is your team. What do you think tonight? Flames, Golden Knights. Uh, I'm going first 10 minutes, Vegas, Golden Knights, money line, and first period, Knights, money line. And then I'm going to watch the rest of the game. That's all I got on it. I think Vegas is going to come out hot. Calgary tends to let in some goals early. I don't know how many times they've strung together three wins this year. Could definitely count it on one hand, maybe a couple fingers. Uh, another thing I'm probably looking at is Huberto over a point. He's got six points in his last four games, so maybe he's finding some of his game. I don't know. I still have quite a bit of doubt, but he's been rolling pretty good. So I'm looking at that. I think you can still get him at plus money on just a point, and then two points for him is at plus 550. I don't know if I'll dabble too much on that. He usually struggles a little bit more against these top-tier teams that are a little tougher and harder on their uh, top players. So I'm only going to take him on the point just because of the value and just because he's kind of been hot. I mean, if I'm going to look at Calgary props in this game, I'm going back to the same the same two guys I mention every game lately, Sharon Govich and Coleman. I mean, why yeah, upset been awesome. the apple cart? Uh, no question. Go with both of those. Oh, beautiful goal just now by the Caps uh, to tie the game 1-1 with the uh, Rangers there. So, uh, late first period. Uh, yeah, I was, Sharon Govich and Coleman for sure as far as uh, props uh, in this uh, game here with the uh, uh, Calgary Flames. Uh, definitely think those are uh, worth a look. No question about that uh, with the way they've both been producing lately for them. All right, great stuff. Uh, Kadri, we'll see. Uh, Kadri has been a little bit better. Uh, I agree. Uh, if you want to consider a, a betting goal or assist props with him, I don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. You could see him uh, chip in here as well. It kind of feels like a game made for Kadri, you know, more physical, heavy type of style from the Vegas Golden Knights. And maybe that gets him to have a, uh, a pretty uh, competitive night here uh, and solid night for the 
uh, Calgary Flames. Uh, good stuff. That is the Saturday card. We appreciate it very much. A shout out to everyone in the uh, chat. Hit the like button. Uh, 260 live viewers. We appreciate the support uh, of all of you joining us here uh, on the Ice Guys show uh, on this Saturday. A busy Saturday. It's not just every NHL team in action in 16 games. It's a huge NFL weekend, wild card weekend, uh, double headers now uh, with the move of the Bills Steelers game uh, each of the next three days. So uh, a great weekend to sports. No question about that. It's also a great weekend to sign up at patreon.com slash ice guys uh, just ten dollars per month again get on board uh exclusive content there our daily sides totals and player props you can find there uh, as well as goalie charts totals charts and all bonus content exclusive videos and shows coming later in the new year uh, as well we've already got some great ideas in mind for theme shows and videos that we will be recording and posting exclusively for our Patreon Ice Guys members and subscribers. And again, the $10 per month that you contribute each month on Patreon, signing up for that will help uh, keep this show going for the long run uh, here. Uh, and uh, we enjoy doing it. So we appreciate the support. $10 per month, sign up. And of course, the live BetCast, exclusive BetCast at, on Patreon coming up at the end of January. Uh, we are looking forward to that. It's a date to be, well, it's, we know what the date is already, Alex and I. We're keeping it a secret. We will let you know. what well, How you're going to find yeah. out is our, our Patreon members, the day of that BetCast, are just going to see the YouTube link posted on the page. And that is how you know we're going to have a BetCast that night. So looking forward to that. Uh, so sign up, patreon.com slash iceguys, uh, just $10 uh, per month. And again, we will have an, ex an exclusive Ice Guys live BetCast available only on Patreon uh, coming up uh, later in January. And in the meantime, before that, we have our main Ice Guys live BetCast, which is on Tuesday night this week, January 16th, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, again, it's going to be a fun time, as always, watching the games, betting the games, throwing back some beers. It's always a lot of fun on the Ice Guys live BetCast. Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, DM or email me or Alex for a spot on the BetCast, and we will uh, make sure we get you the link for it. Uh, we're going to have uh, Maddie Robinson joining us. We've got some other people planning on joining us. Uh, Zach uh, might be able to join us for a bit Tuesday night. How's that looking? Are you going to be able to pop in Tuesday night? I think we're going to try and make it happen, so I'll be able to let you know uh, at the end of the weekend here, but it's there looking you go. pretty good. That's awesome. So there he goes. Uh, Zach might be popping in for a bit Tuesday night, January 16th. Make sure you join us for that, and make sure you get some gear and merch as well over at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. <clears throat> Yeah, and this is a perfect time to do it because it's free shipping for the next four days. As soon as you go to iceguys.myspreadshop.com, you'll see that on the link. Just hit this little button that says redeem, and whatever you add to your cart, it'll automatically uh, qualify you for free standard shipping. <clears throat> we got all the draw season merch. I saw some people in chat mention that. Those hoodies are super comfortable. And as cold as it is right now in most of North America, you definitely want to get a hoodie. So we got a, a lot of great ones to grab right now. That's at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right, great stuff. It is time for Bargain Bin Special uh, of the night. Uh, and obviously, we've got an absolutely gigantic slate to choose from. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Have you gone to the Bargain Bin and found anything of your liking? I did. Yeah, I didn't have anything last night, but I do have something tonight, and it's right up the street at XL Energy Center. I am going with Marcus Foligno of the Minnesota Wild to get a goal tonight. Uh, he's moving up in the line. He's in the second line right now. And uh, I think that's going to be, you know, this is, he's one of those guys that really need to get things going for the wild. And they're going to find ways to win games. And he seems to kind of show up a little bit better at home than he does on the road. 
Uh, and with that being said, he's had nine career goals against Arizona. He's got six goals in the season. So we're taking a shot with him, looking to try and find where I have the price. Too many things written down. Here we go. <laughs> Marcus Foligno, plus 500. You can get that at BetMGM and at FanDuel. <clears throat> I grabbed it at MGM. So plus 500 for Marcus Foligno. Anytime goal for the Wild Knight against Arizona. That is my bargain special Saturday. There you go. Marcus Foligno at a pretty solid price there for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, against the Arizona Coyotes. That is going to be the uh, bargain bin special uh, of the night uh, for Alex Smith uh, here uh, in this game uh, or for this uh, Saturday slate, uh, no question. Uh, Zach, did you go to the bargain bin and find anything? Yeah, I'm going with uh, Logan O'Connor on the Avs, anytime goal scorer at plus 550. So that's my bargain bin special tonight. Even better if it's a shorty like he loves to do. So that's where my head's at. I like it because of the fact he's on the second line. He's going to have the yeah. minutes. He's going to be a top six forward tonight. And probably with if Big Val doesn't play, uh, it might open up the door for him even more to make an offensive impact tonight uh, in this game for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. So, yes, I like that uh, quite a bit there with uh, Logan O'Connor for the uh, Colorado Avalanche to be able to find uh, the back of the net for uh, the uh, for the. Um, Colorado Avalanche. There we go uh, in this game as I was blanking on who the team was uh, for a minute there. Uh, all right. For my bargain bin special uh, of the night, you know, it's a huge slate. So you thought a lot would jump off the page at you as far as the bargain bin special uh, of the night. Uh, and to be honest with you, even with this huge slate, there wasn't uh, a ton that just, wow, uh, this is a, an, a, an incredible opportunity here as far as uh, the bargain bin special. Uh, of the night is concerned. So what I'm going to do here for bargain bin special of the night tonight is I'm going to go back and attempt to uh, cash in with someone that's been uh, very good so far. And I know he didn't find the back of the net the last game. Um, I don't think Gustafson, it's also from the Minnesota game. I don't trust Gustafson to be at his best in his first game back. We're going to go back to Dylan Gunther for Arizona tonight at plus 375 uh, at Batano. Dylan Gunther. Arizona Coyotes plus 375 for my bargain bin special uh, of the night. All right, best bets to wrap up this ma massive Saturday show. Alex, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, I've taken a page out of your book from yesterday. I'm going with a draw. I am going with Pittsburgh, Carolina, regulation draw. I got that at plus 350 at FanDuel. Four of the last eight meetings have gone past regulation between these two teams. And this is, like I said, a draw season setup. You got two Metropolitan Division teams. Uh, you know, kind of fighting for, you know, points at a premium. These games become important as the schedule moves along. And uh, I expect a tight one here. So give me Canes and Pens in the draw, plus 350. That's my best bet. All right, there you go. Uh, Pittsburgh, Carolina, draw, uh, plus 350 for Alex B. Smith with his best bet. Zach Urban, great job once again. What do you like for best bet? I'm um, going against my own team today. I'm sticking with that Vegas first period money line. I think especially if they get Hill back and let net, that's going to be a boost for them. And uh, Vegas is going to come out flying at home. All right. Liking Vegas early uh, in that game against the uh, Calgary Flames. And he's a Flames fan, so there's no bias uh, when it comes to uh, Zach Urban. So a uh, Calgary or Vegas rather money line minus 124 uh, is the best price you can get with the uh, Golden Knights uh, money line right now. Uh, best bet for uh, Zach Urban. Uh, my best bet for this uh, Saturday card. Lots to choose from. I, I love goals in this game tonight with the Avs and the Leafs. We're going to go over six and a half. Colorado, Toronto. I think it's one of those games where, look, uh, Martin Jones is 
finally showing some cracks in the armor, gave up four against the Islanders. Well, the Avalanche have even more potency without than the Islanders do. And even if Big Val doesn't play, you've still got to watch out for Rantanen and McKinnon, who always seems to want to play well against Toronto. McCarr and Taves on the back end. Uh, I think Colorado finds the back of the net, but I don't love Colorado's game, especially defensively on the road this season. Toronto, we know offense isn't their issue. I think they get some goals as well at home against this Avalanche team, which is a little banged up, and the up-and-down tendencies of Alexander Georgiev. So Colorado, Toronto, over 6.5, minus 135. My best bet here for this Saturday NHL card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the show. An awesome show as always. Uh, thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith and Zach Urban, I am Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck with every NHL team in action on this Saturday, and we will be back with you tomorrow on Sunday, noon Eastern, for another edition of the Ice Guys. 